Uh, anyway, <laughs> a simpler time. The pimple. The, the pimple. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> Quit podcasting. <laughs> so many, so many, so many damn books. Here uh, we are. Here we are. So many damn books. We're back. I'm Drew. I'm Christopher. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, we should start it off with our uh, New Year's reading resolutions. Um, did you? Do you want to read more books or fewer books or... I, man, I read a lot of books last year. Yeah, you read a lot of books last year. We tweeted this out, um, but we I read might as well. My best ever, mm-hmm. or worst ever, depending, really, depending, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I read 159 books last year. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and while I don't regret reading that many, because I do have most of them still in my mind, I, I read more when I am stressed. Right, so, so that just shows that last year was really difficult for you. Yeah. I'd like to get to a place where I feel like 125 is a solid, you're reading a lot because you like reading, Mm. but you're not going through any sort of psychological. So you're you're actually asking for less psychological turmoil? Yes. Okay. On the flip side, if I had nothing to do, if I was like a kept man or something and I just (laughs) read. about you do you have a, a resolution this year oh i'm gonna read 100 books again nice um last year i said i want to only, only read 75 which was supposed to be so that i would read some of the longer books that i've always wanted to read anna karenina being one of them yep um and a few others um adam levin's the instructions oh yeah which is one of those enormous like 1400 page books but it sounds fantastic and apparently it only takes place over like two days which i also like uh, every moment of mm-hmm. those two days so th- i mean but that didn't happen and uh i i just like the round number of 100 it's a good it's a good it's like a book every three-ish days yeah yeah which is fine i think that's good that feels about right transition transition um i haven't bought anything since christmas i have but i can say what i got at christmas yeah, let's do what'd you get. What did you get for Christmas? I got I got mostly books for Christmas. Um I got Gilead, Marilyn Robinson. Oh, finally time. Finally time. Will. Yeah. I'm gonna read it, I promise. <laughs> um Two, the, the final two China Mieville novels that I didn't have, uh, King Rat and Unlondon. Okay. And uh, speaking of Haruki Murakami, the two, or the first novels, Hear the Wind Sing and Pinball 1979. Oh, the, or, the, yeah. the double that came yeah. out last year. Um, in a really nice British edition where it, you flip the book over to read oh, the... Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I didn't get that many books, I, uh, except for um, I did get... Uh, contraband cocktails uh, how america drank when it wasn't supposed to by paul dixon which is half history half cocktail recipes and there's some recipes that are uh, included that have a little notation next to it that are just like this is just included 
because it's interesting, do not make it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> um, and I also, in my stocking, was given the holiday drink book, um, a toast to tippling and old time cheer with Yuletide spirit throughout the year. Uh, it comes in this box and it's this amazing, strange it's really cool. cocktail book. Maybe we'll post a picture of it on our Instagram. Yeah. So many damn books. But uh, on the back, there's a little poem. Uh, if all be true, as we do think, there are five reasons why we drink. Good wine, a friend, or being dry, or lest one should be by and by, or any other reason why. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I believe. And we're drinking a holiday spiced rum. Uh, which was bottled by a friend of mine in San Francisco, which is cool. What's, what's their bottling company? Uh, it's M&K Cellars, which is just their first initials. Um, so thank you for that. That was another gift, that bottle of rum. Uh, <laughs> hey. Um, but I bought myself as a gift uh, Emily Post's Etiquette. Cool. Which is really cool. Um, I've always been meaning to get it, but this one is a facsimile of like the first printing and it has a facsimile of her, her inscription oh. <laughs> that she sent to her friends. But, and there's a, and then there is actually a signature of Elizabeth post who signed it. Cool. So that's nice and exciting. You're, you're going to be hosting. Yeah. I'm going to host parties and yeah. I'm going to start just leaving cards around because <laughs> I'll know exactly how many hours to wait in between, um, you know, i think as we are often interested in design and mm -hmm. the, and beautiful books um i think that that leads us to an obvious easy jump to fascination with designed books like yeah. fully designed where it's not just words on a page it's more yeah there's something cool about I mean, we certainly love beautiful covers, mm -hmm. but it, it there's something even more when you flip to the inside and there is something beautiful about it. Mm -hmm. And it, it can add something. Right. And that's what that's the best is when it's not just like a beautiful illustration. Right. Um, but it, it's hard to put my finger on why I, why I am so drawn to it. I think it is something like the game factor. Yeah. Um, what well, is it, it for you? There's something in the way that it's I'm reading, mm -hmm. but it's also stimulating a different part of my brain. Okay. Than just looking at the words, which I love and will always love. But there's something. It's just cool. It's right. Like, do you have a um, do you have an example like one of your favorites of this sort of? I just recently got um, interesting artifacts by Leanne Shapton. Oh yeah, and it's designed it's a much longer title than that. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> long title. Uh, I like the fact that on the spine it just says interesting artifacts, dot, dot, dot. Um, it's designed as um, the sort of program or guide to an estate sale, an estate auction. Right. And each thing, it's it's a photograph of whatever the lot is and a brief explanation of it. But over the course of the book, it explains a relationship between these two people who th there's a, a reason that mm -hmm. their things are being auctioned. Um, and it sort of, it dives into that, but also on the surface, it's just like the catalog for an estate sale. I love that book. I've, I've, I've read that book as well, actually. Um, and then I 
gave it to someone to borrow and they never gave it back to me and they are now gone from my life. So they need to have read Etiquette <laughs> by Emily Post because <laughs> if there's not a chapter in there about returning books quickly, uh, there should be. That should be an addendum. <laughs> Um, my my va- favorite version of this is uh, is Building Stories by oh, Chris Ware. Sure, which is just an awesome. It it looks like a board game. It's literally like yeah, it's the size of a board game. It's a board game box, maybe even bigger. Um, yeah, and when you open it, it's just full of different ways that he's presented these stories of this one building. Yeah, and it's Chris Ware, so it's very designed and comicy. But he does such fun things with like a bee gazette from like the <laughs> bees that are in the garden of the building. Yeah, and that's like a really small little book. And there's one that's just you know um, like cuts. Right. Um, and the that, box I'm, itself too is part of it. It's I mean it's amazing. Yeah, and it, and it for as brightly colored and whimsical as it looks. It is the most depressing. <laughs> yeah, like lives are lives are sad in that in that world in Chris Ware's building. There's something interesting. Maybe this is a reading comprehension question. Maybe it's not. Mm. Yo, what did you read? And where did you read it? Did you like the book? Would you ever reread it? Did the words sink in? Do you have a question? Did you understand? What's your comprehension? Reading comprehension reading comprehension about the difference between this was a big topic of conversation when that book was in the tournament of books a few years ago i remember that is it a book oh like what when does and this this will sort of lead into what we're talking about tonight but yeah when is a book not a book or when is like when is the bookness of it secondary to whatever like the the artistic artifact okay yeah i don't know I think that's silly. I think it's yeah, me too. I think it's just um, if you're calling out a book, it's a book, and that's you know like when McSweeney's did the that one of early issue mm-hmm. uh, that came as just a stack of like lost mail, right? Um, you know, this is a it's a way of an experience that you're going to tell a story in a completely different way, or you're gonna or you're actually going to tell a story in the same in the normal way, but you're just trying to make the experience of it. Uh, a different, different, a break from any of the normal ways that you've experienced reading before. Right. So I don't know. Do you think it's the? Uh, for me, it's always the author. If the author is like, "I am publishing this," it is a book, like mm-hmm. building stories. Like it, it is a book mm-hmm. that that you would buy under books in a bookstore. Right. Bookstores or, will carry this because it is a book. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I I think that's right. I think it's 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 what the author thinks. Um, I think it's strange though when we get into you know we well I mean the pickle index right uh, which is Eli Horowitz's um, new project yeah. and actually Eli Horowitz was the publisher for McSweeney's for a while right so he is designy as hell <laughs> <laughs> um, and he has been experimenting for the last few years really yeah first was um, the silent history right which came out first as an app and then a little while later, uh, FSG put it out as a paperback. And then didn't they do one um, more version? Yeah, they too? did the New World, which came out with the short-lived Atavist books, um, which was co-written with Chris Adrian. Right. And that again, it was like meant to be read as an app. Mm-hmm. And since then, FSG has put it out as a lovely little hardcover, and soon a 
FSG Originals paperback. Mm-hmm. And now the Pickle Index, which is available across three Versions. platforms. Yeah, you can get the paperback from FSG. You can get the two-volume hardcover, which we talked about in a Wedge Buy segment because mm-hmm. I, I had picked it up. And it's a fun... It The volumes are beautiful. Yeah. Um, and also each chapter has a frontispiece illustration that matches up between the two books. So there is sort of a... like bridging between the two and you read one because it's takes the place over like nine days right 10 days days. uh you read one day in the news uh hardcover and then you switch over into that day in the snacks right hardcover um and and it comes in a slipcase and then there's the app and there's the app which you sort of do the same thing there's the news uh, there are the recipes in the the titular index, right? And then there are also a couple of other little. There are other recipes. There's a, um, a frequently asked questions section, right? Where hilarious, weird questions from the from the from ostensibly from the the people of, yeah. of of this town, um, um, Burford or uh, Destina, Destina, which is the beautiful area, and so the pickle index, we should say is about a down-on-its-luck circus um, in the crumbling city of Burford, which is considered disgusting. Yeah, and it's... it's And it's... The uh, whole area is run under sort of a um, a totalitarian leadership of this woman, Madame J. And uh, their ringmaster, a guy named Zloty Cornblatt. Amazing name. <laughs> yeah, there's amazing names throughout this thing. Um... He is decided as a villain by the totalitarian regime and kidnapped from the circus. Yeah, and the book opens with him being kidnapped and his his circus crew trying to figure out what, what to happened. Do. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and then it's about trying to rescue Zloty from the this high tower right. situation. So I read and hijinks ensue. Yeah. I read the FSG paperback. And I read the hardcover slipcase version. Um, and we've both, both been messing around on the app. Mm-hmm. For me, the paperback feels like the slightest version. Well, to tell you the truth, it felt slight. No matter how, what way you slice yeah. it, it felt a little... Like, I actually... Maybe this is just because I love circuses. But I feel like I would have loved, like, 200 pages before right. the novel starts where I could have understood this funny, you know, world a little better. Although I wonder if, I mean, part of that issue for me was mitigated with the app and being able to just delve a little bit deeper, like to write a recipe of my own and share it. Right. Oh, but, and we should say the pickle index is actually basically the internet. Yeah, they have they have scrollers. Yeah, and they scroll. I think, but they literally paper print that are out. actually printed. Yeah, you know, um, it's sort of like a fax machine almost. Yeah, like a fa- Like if if we didn't go be- beyond fax machines, and you were just carrying a tiny fax machine in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and every citizen is required to share a recipe every mm-hmm. day. Um, and the, our narrator from the circus side is including in her instructions on how to. Yeah, make these various recipes. Uh, you're getting the, her side of the story instead. Right. And being able to physically like share those, mm-hmm. it it's a very small thing, but it gave me a little bit 
more sense of the world. Okay, and I and I was getting that too. I I agree. When you're um when you're just clicking through and there's the funny other <laughs> recipes that are being shared and and the questions about favorite colors and right. But also, I wonder if the story itself, because it is it's very silly. Oh yeah, it's so silly. And I was very glad that I had the same sense of humor as Eli Horowitz because <laughs> if you don't it's never going to work like it will not work for you there's mm-hmm. so many jokes that are just like silly jokes yeah there's a there's a part where they're um they're dur- during the escape where one of the strong man has given up being a strong man and wants to be a mime now <laughs> yeah. and so they like break through a wall and these pe- these guards come by and he mimes that there's a wall there and they're like i guess there is a wall <laughs> yeah it's wonderful <laughs> which it's, is so silly but it made me giggle yeah like it, the whole book made me sort of laugh aloud to myself there's something it's in the vein of of daniel handler with sort of like the right. arch silliness or even like some of the better monty python sketches where it's just yes. silliness high silliness i would actually say that it's like a monty python sketch set in the pushing daisies universe if if oh, people listening yeah. along are also fans of the Pushing Daisies Rest in show. peace. I don't want it to rest in peace. I want it to come back alive. Again. Alive again. Alive again. Can we say alive again? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, app storytelling is strange because I don't really love to read like that on my phone. Yeah. I like to take. I like reading that it's taking me away from my phone. Like that's the whole point, right? I mean, there's something nice about the the small structure of it, where each of these chapters are relatively digestible. Mm-hmm. You know, and it makes me uh, more suspicious of something like Julian Fellows's Belgravia, which right. is coming out, I think, later this year, where it's going to be. Ju- it's a novel. It is a Dickensian serialized novel delivered to your phone. Yeah, see. Anyway, the pickle index. Yeah. Uh I I really enjoyed it. I will say that I was giggling and in, and enjoying this silly yeah. world a lot. And basically, to me, he he basically just fast forward to the part in the Pixar movie when every <laughs> when everyone gets together and does their thing to this help is everybody make escape. A great could Pixar make a Pixar movie. Could make a great Pixar movie. Yeah. Or actually, you know, it would make a great Henry Selleck claymation. Oh movie. man. I just watched the box trolls, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. It's very weird. <laughs> I wonder this is sort of my last thought about it. I wonder if these guys, the the Sudden Oak gang mm-hmm. of like Eli Horowitz and Russell Quinn are thinking about how to get um an audience that's not primarily a reading audience. But if you can make an app that is super fun and it's that way of like tricked you into reading. Right. Something, something, I guess, serial like, yeah. that like gets everybody to try it out. Let's recommend, let's recommend a, an app story. A couple of, yeah, a couple of them. Um, what do you, uh, what do you recommend? So I had a fun time with this, um, this app called Lifeline. And I guess there's three of them now. I played the first oh. one. Um, and Lifeline is you start it and it and the guy texts you and says, "Oh my gosh, like I reached somebody." 
thank God, like my my plane, my um, ship crash landed on this planet. Everyone else is dead and I'm trying to find my way around. And you end up like helping him by Googling things and choosing. It's like it's pretty much an old text adventure. Um, cool. But there's less like, you know, use your axe. You do not have an axe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and more just like, do I do this or do I do this? You're always choosing one or like a binary thing. Cool. So so there's that. That's kind of like a fun way to. It was definitely. It reminded me of The Martian, uh, sort of like uh, Matt Damon, you know, texting you, <laughs> 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 which is another dream that someone <laughs> might have. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you? What's another one? Um, eighty days. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know it follows the plot of Around the World in eighty days, but you are in control. You're playing the valet. Uh huh. Um, and uh, and you sort of get to choose the route that you're going to take uh-huh. and you can fail you can die all of the you can run out of money all of these things and each decision that you make sort of ripples out right as you travel around the world and i've i've gone through it a couple of times now um both making it in less than 80 days and not making it right but it's really cool to to like see how really far spread the branches of the world go. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one that I'll, I'll recommend, and this one, I think it's the, the gold standard of what an app can do. That is a book, but it's an app. I and agree. It's using everything for an app that uh, it's a uh, Samogo. Uh, that's the developer uh, device six. It's one of the coolest experiences I've ever had with a story. Yeah, I think it's, I, I mean, unless you, I, you do it on your iPad or your giant phone. Yeah. Um, I think it might work on a cell phone, but it's it looks nice so big. And yeah. you actually like follow text as you're going. You know, you tur- you're turning it. Yeah, you're turning the phone with, to match the text. There's a mirror th- moment. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where like you have to turn the lights out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's really cool. It's not, you don't quite have to solve puzzles, but like... You, you kind of do. Yeah, you, there is a little bit of solving puzzles in it, but they're never crazy difficult. And of course, if you ever get stuck, there's walkthroughs online and yeah. things. So yeah, they don't want to stop you from following the story. They just want you to feel involved. Yeah. yeah, and you are. And it's you know, there it's it's chilling at some points and scary, yeah. but you know, and other times it's like a great adventure. It's a really fun, you know, it's probably it, all together like five or six hours of a of a game. Yeah. So that's our show. That's it. Um, we're back uh, in two weeks. In two weeks, as as usual, we will continue on. And so, you know, keep up your love of reading. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, trying, ha- I don't know why I'm trying for a sign up. I was. Yeah, I don't know. But happy New Year, I guess. Yeah, happy happy 2016. Maybe maybe full of uh, easy chairs and reading. Yeah. And I hope you find your um your woman to keep you. <laughs> <laughs> I went as Poirot for Halloween when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. What? Why? Were you watching? Uh, no, because I was reading. Because I read fifth or sixth grade was when you were reading Agatha Christie. Yeah, I read. Mur- I was a pretty dark child. Like, <laughs>